Well, good morning again, and welcome to Faith. So glad we're here together today in this short series that we're starting today in the book of Proverbs. We are looking at wisdom, and that wisdom comes from God. We'll be looking at the wisdom of God provided through Solomon. Solomon is the man who really wanted to be wise when God asked him what he wanted. He asked for wisdom. He could have asked for just about anything he wanted, and that's exactly what God did. He offered Solomon to give him whatever Solomon wanted. We see that in 1 Kings 3 and verse 5 at Gibeon. The Bible says, The Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, now, think about this. If God were to appear to you and ask you this question, what would our answer be? God said, ask, what shall I give you? Now, think about it. If God asked you that, what would you want? Ask, anything you want, I will give you. Well, we may ask for maybe a bigger house or maybe a better truck or a new car or a lot of money or prestige, whatever, we may ask for certain things. I know a lot of people would ask for material things because, after all, the God of the universe is wanting to, to fulfill your wildest dream, and here is your opportunity. And the thing is, we have to be careful that for which we ask. And I know some of you have seen those cartoons where the person finds the uh, Aladdin's lamp and they, they rub it, the genie comes out, and they ask him for a wish, but that wish didn't come out as they, as they planned. It's the beginning of uh, some great jokes. But when God asked Solomon that very question, Solomon said that he wanted something. Uh, what, did, what was that? Verse, uh, first Kings, chapter 3, verses 12 and 14. Behold, I have done according to your words. See, I have given you a wise and understanding heart. Solomon says, God, I have people to lead. I have people that I need to reign over and that I need to take care of. God, give me wisdom so that I can lead your people in your ways. That's what Solomon's request was. He wanted the wisdom to lead God's people. And so God says, see, I have given you a wise and an understanding heart so that there has not been anyone like you before you, nor shall any like you arise after you. And verse 13, now here's the thing. Solomon asked for a wise heart and understanding to lead his people. So what God does is, based on the, the humble and the, quest, the, the request that Solomon made that was a selfless request, God then goes on to give him that for which he did not ask, but for which a lot of people would ask. He says, verse 13, And I have also given you what you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be anyone like you, 
among the kings all your days. So God says, I'm going to give you riches beyond your wildest imagination. As a matter of fact, I'm going to bestow upon you more honor than any king has ever had and any will have. Kings would come from afar and would bring him gold, would bring him jewels. Can you imagine, can you imagine that? To be so wise, to be so rich, and to be so renowned that kings from around the world would come and give you gifts. That's because God blessed Solomon because he asked for something that was selfless and to lead his people. Verse 14 says, so, now here's the caveat. So if you walk in my ways and keep my statutes, walk in my ways to keep my statutes and my commandments as your father David walked, he says, what will I do? I'll lengthen your days. I will give you a long life. And so Solomon had riches, honor, and lived a long, quiet, so a relatively quiet life because he asked God for wisdom. So as we're looking in the book of Proverbs, the book of Proverbs is a book of wisdom. Form from two words, pro, for, verba, or words, four words. It is a book where Solomon has distilled the wisdom of God, also wisdom of the world. What I mean by wisdom of the world is he looked and saw how things worked. And so he distilled all of that into, if you want to have good relationships, then you need to do this. If you want to keep hold of your money, then this is what you need to do. So what he's doing is, he's giving He's giving wisdom, he's giving wise words, he is giving a way for us to live life in a way that life works best. And that's what, that's what the book of Proverbs truly is. So Solomon was given a wise and an understanding heart. He was also promised riches, honor, and a long life. And what the book of Proverbs does is it reveals the wisdom that God gave to Solomon. And as Solomon writes this book of wisdom, he then takes this wisdom that God gave him, and along with that wisdom, God gave Solomon the ability to see the way life works best and to be able to teach that wisdom to us. As a matter of fact, just about anything that you want to know about in terms of how to make life better, how to make life richer, and how to please God is included in Proverbs. Do you want to have better relationships? Read Proverbs. Do you want to make more money? Read Proverbs. Do you want to hold on to your money? Read Proverbs. Do you want to have better success at work? Read the book of Proverbs. So, Pastor, that's not all in there. Yes, it is. All of that's in there. As a matter of fact, uh, if you ever, if somebody asks you, would you co-sign my loan? You say, no, and run away. Why? Because Robert said, don't do it. He says, don't be surety for somebody else. He said, because then you, you, it's like a noose around your neck, because then you're stuck for whatever they do. And so, like, practical stuff like that is what Solomon dispenses. So the wisdom of God through Solomon, and it's a guidebook for gaining wisdom and for using wisdom. And here's the thing. If you want to lead 
winning lives. A life that honors and pleases God. A life that at the end of your life you can look back and say, I really don't have any regrets. Took the time that I needed to enjoy my family, to take care of them. Work hard, play hard, enjoy life, love God, follow Jesus, kept up. Uh, I told the truth, I had nothing to hide, I lived with an ethical life, and all of these things. If you want to end your life that way, or your life to end that way, then live according to the wisdom that Solomon gives us in. Proverbs. So as we look at what we see here in the Proverbs, first of all, we're going to be in verses 1 through 6 this morning. What we see, first of all, is the purpose. We'll see a purpose, plan, and the purpose. The purpose of Proverbs is to teach the wisdom of God. So as we, we take this writing or these writings of Solomon, the purpose is to dispense wisdom, to dispense uh, the knowledge of God in order to properly use that knowledge for his purposes. Let's take a look here. Verses 1 through 4. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. So this is who wrote these wise sayings. Verse 2. Why? What's the purpose? To know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to be able to hear them, to be able to perceive and understand these words, to receive the instruction of wisdom. You know, it's one thing to hear wisdom, but it's another thing to be instructed by it, and to learn from it, and to apply it to our life, and to live it out. Because you go to someone and ask their ask for their wise counsel. And there are a lot of people who do that. And then they go and do something stupid anyway. So what's the point of hearing wisdom? What's the point of reading the book of Proverbs if we're not ready to put it into practice? And so Solomon says, he says this to know wisdom. The Proverbs of the Proverbs of Solomon was to no wisdom and instruction to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, equity. See, all these things have a, have a very practical application to life. We all want justice and good judgment and also equity for things to be fair. See verse 4, to give prudence to the simple. Not everyone has the same measure of common sense. If you lack common sense, look at Proverbs, and it can instruct us how to have better, better sense to the young man, knowledge, and discretion. So we see that Proverbs is giving, is imparting wisdom. And the human mind has great potential. Think about it. Well, science tells us that there are so many so much of our brain that we, we do not use, that uh, that is just not, it's available there, but we don't use all of it. Think about all of the, the modern marbles, or think of the, the excuse me, 
the marvels of history, the great pyramids, and all of the, uh, the great things that mankind has accomplished millennia ago without modern architecture, without modern equipment, without power equipment, and we wonder, there are certain things that builders today, that architects today say we have absolutely no clue how they did it. Matter of fact, we don't even know if we could do it today. What does that tell us? That God gave so much potential to mankind, and he, the mind has so much potential. We have been created with the ability to receive wisdom. Matter of fact, our capacity to reason is what separates us from the animal world. <coughs> Animals pretty much live in the moment. If they're hungry, if they're hungry they eat. Uh, if they're afraid, they fight back. And, and they basically live in the moment, and they don't think about the ramifications of their decisions two or three days later. But as human beings, we have that capacity, we have that ability, we have been created in the image of God, and what Proverbs does is it instructs us in understanding God and understanding God's plan for his people. That's why God gave us his word, in order for us to understand him, to have a glimpse into who God is, how to love him completely, how to live for him, and how to honor and please him. And what Proverbs does is it enables us to grasp the meanings of justice and fairness. Now, what the world looks at as fairness, and what the world looks at justice is not necessarily God's definition of fairness and justice. But the book of Proverbs helps us to, to glean that wisdom and to understand the way God's mind works in, in, in how we are to interact with each other, how to, to live a life that is frugal, how to live a life that is honoring and pleasing to him, how to get along with one another, how to deal with uh, with good when we borrow something and all of that. Wisdom is in Proverbs. Now, how are these purposes demonstrated in our lives? Well, the first thing we see, verses 5 through 6, the profit from Proverbs, what do we get from it? What do we profit from Proverbs? We understand it. Understanding better how life ought to work and how life works. Look at verse 5. A wise man, a person who wants to be wise, a person who is wise, will hear and increase in learning. Ever known someone that hears all kinds of wise counsel, but doesn't learn from it? And continues to make the same poor choices over and over and over again. What does the Bible call that person? A fool. But the Bible says a wise person will hear and will learn from it, will increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. Verse 6, to understand a proverb and an enigma, something that is difficult to understand, like a, a riddle, the words of the wise and their riddles. So someone who 
is wise as the wisdom of God. <clears throat> Does everyone always tell the truth? No. No. So if someone is trying to get one over on you, a wise person will be able to read between the lines. A wise person will have the wherewithal to say, no, wait a minute, let me think about that. And let me look at the totality of the circumstances and read your body language, read what you're saying. And there are so many scams that are out there today. There's a new phone scam out there right now that someone claiming to be a deputy sheriff with, with Calcasieu Parish says that uh, you didn't show up for court and uh, you're about to be arrested, but they'll meet you somewhere and you can take care of it. And they'll ask you for your address. And what they want is they want money. They want to be able to get your identity or get something from you. So there's always a scam where someone says, congratulations, you have won whatever. You won the lottery. You won a trip to, yeah, can't Siberia, Cancun or whatever. And what we, all we need, all we need is your credit card information so we can lock this winning in. And what do they do? They take and they charge a whole lot of money in your credit card and you never get from them again. And it's from, from, from some cell phone provider in, in India somewhere. And so, so the person with wisdom can understand and can understand the things that are going. We see life and have a better worldview. When we understand wisdom, we can gain understanding. The wise ones give priority to learning. A wise person will listen to wise counsel. You realize that we're never as wise as we potentially could be. There's always some, there's always some new wisdom that we can learn from God. There's always something new that the Bible can teach us. There's always something that someone, that the Holy Spirit will reveal to someone that he has not revealed to you yet. And you say, what do you think about? And they say, well, I believe that God says this in this word. And then we heed their wise counsel and we end up with a much better life. So they gain understanding by listening to wise counsel. Those who are, who are wise find the key to life's mysteries, like getting along with your spouse, like getting your children to obey you. They find the keys to life's mysteries. And, and so many people think, well, that. That, that, I wish they had written a book on this or that. Well, they probably have. But unless it came from God's wisdom, it may not be the best wisdom. Back in the, what was it, in the 50s, Dr. Spock uh, wrote about child rearing. Guess what? He got it all wrong. Because he didn't take it, he didn't get it from the Word of God. And he wasn't dispensing God's wisdom. So they know how to interpret the counsel of teachers. Uh, prophecies are opened up to their understanding. Uh, better to be able to better understand what God says. And also, a wise person lives in light of the sign of the times. We realize that we look out and see all this going on. Wars are increasing. Unrest across the world is, un is, is increasing. The Middle, the Middle East will never truly have peace. And as we look and see the signs of the times, we'll better 
and have wisdom in God's wisdom, we're better able to see. Well, you know what? We shouldn't despair because God's got it all under control. Things will get bad, things will get worse. But God has got everything under control. So we can see the signs of the times. We see how people are treated people. We see how things that are wrong are deemed right. We see that what is right is frowned upon and called wrong. That's the way society is now. The further we get from God, the more unrest and the more um, wickedness we will see around us in the world. And then, verse 7. Person in Proverbs. You see, Proverbs is not about Solomon. The Word of God is not about King David. It's not about Paul. It's not about any other Bible character. It's about God. These were simply human beings that God used in his plan, and we are individuals that God uses in his plan. So the person in Proverbs is God. Look at verse 7 with me as we're, we're continuing on in chapter 1. What's the beginning of knowledge? Fear of the Lord. Fearing God, reverential awe, realizing that God is God, and he deserves our, our worship. He is worthy of our praise. So the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But what do fools do? Oh, I don't need all that. that. That violent stuff, that's not for me. And then they go on and live by the wisdom of the world and realize that it does not pay the dividends that it promised. And so fools reject the wisdom of God, and we gain wisdom through a relationship with God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Knowledge begins with the fear of God. And you see, we become wise through a relationship with God. Because we have the Holy Spirit. What is the Holy Spirit called? It's called a teacher. It's called a guide. And so as we allow the Holy Spirit, as we live a life surrendered to God's Holy Spirit, to allow Him to teach us through His Word, through the through our conscience, through a, a sanctified conscience, a conscience that has been bought and transformed by the renewing of the Word of God, we're able to gain wisdom through that relationship with him. And the fear of the Lord, as we said, is that reverential trust in him. If God says it, we can rest upon it, and we can live our life based on that. And as we think about it this way, wisdom is Christ personified. Christ is the source of wisdom. He is wisdom. If, when you when you read, we're not going to turn there today, but if you read Proverbs 8, Proverbs 8, wisdom is personified. Wisdom is uh, given human traits, so to speak, in chapter 8 of Proverbs. Does not wisdom cry out and understanding lift up her voice? And so we see in chapter 8 that, that wisdom is, is personified. And let's take a look at Paul's, as we, we come down, wind down to a close, Paul's declaration of this truth in Colossians 2, verses 2 and 3. Colossians chapter 2, 
verses 2 and 3. And Paul, in his, in his prayer about the Colossians, says that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, and attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ. Now, when we see verse 3, Paul takes what Solomon is teaching in Proverbs, in his Proverbs, and he, what the Apostle Paul does, is he binds all that up in one individual, in whom all the wisdom, all of the understanding, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, in Christ. And what we see is Paul's praying that the Colossian believers would be encouraged, would be knit together in love, so that everything they did was, was a process that, that came from love. And so when they spoke to each other, when they encouraged one another, when they had a disagreement with one another, their conflict resolution would be born out of love. Not out of self, self, selfishness or spite. No, they would want to resolve their conflict because they love one another. Like a family, you may have disagreements, but because you love one another, you have a common purpose and a common goal, you work things out, or we should be working things out, and that they would attain to all, they would come into a full understanding of the riches and the knowledge of the mystery of God the Father and of Christ, and it's in Christ, or hidden, that is hidden, all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. To those who will be wise, those who want to be wise, we've got a lot of people who have a lot of education. But if you really want to be wise, you need to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. So if someone comes to you and says, hey, what do you think about this? And they're asking you for your counsel. It could be a marriage relationship, it could be teen, uh, teenagers, it could be anything. And bottom line, you're never wrong by giving them the wisdom of you really want to know how to live. God can help you if you, if you trust Christ as your Savior. God will give to you this Holy Spirit, Spirit of wisdom and understanding. And so true wisdom starts with light and Christ. And so as we're sharing our faith, sharing the gospel, as we are encouraging others to, to look to Christ, that's where wisdom truly begins. And those who will be wise will receive the wise upon by faith. As we and wind this down to a close. We think of Matthew chapter number seven. The wise man built his house. On what? On solid rock. We see, we know that the rock is none other than Jesus Christ. So we want to be wise. Build your life on the rock. Build your life upon Christ. Build your life on the wisdom in Proverbs. Build, let's build our lives upon the wisdom of God's word. Now, here I'll give you a challenge. I, I trust that many of you, and I know many of you, are reading through God's Word every year. You've taken a Bible reading plan, whether it's through our daily bread or 
through its one of your Bible apps on your phone, uh, whatever plan you choose. I know many of you are reading through the Bible in the year, but I want to challenge you with another. Some of you have already done this. I know. Some of you may already be doing this. Some of you may have never tried, but this is it. There are very little problems. How many days in most months? Many months. 31. There are 30 days to read one proverb. Are you reading you read two proverbs in a day? Here's the thing. On June 1st, take Proverbs, read Proverb 1. June 2nd, read Proverb 2. Or you can start today, start tomorrow, whenever you start. Read Proverbs a day. They're not that long. They don't take that long to read, but read it for understanding, read it for wisdom. May God teach you. God help me to understand how to live a better life. God help me to understand how to treat my family. God help me to understand how to treat my my money. God help me to understand how to treat people. God help me understand how to live out your wisdom. Read the proverb today. You know, like they say an apple a day will keep the doctor away. Well, proverb a day. And you make you, you fill in the rest, but Proverb a day will truly help in so, so many ways. Christ is the rock. Let's build our lives on him. Let us pray. Mom, this morning, we're so thankful that you've given Solomon the wisdom that you gave him, that he is able to impart it through us, to through this book that, that you have sustained and you have kept for us until even today. Well, help us to learn, help us to be able to apply the wisdom in your word to our lives, to every area of our lives. We thank you, Father, for the state that you have in our lives, that Jesus Christ gave his very life for us. Father, may we live a life for you. May we live a thank you life each and every day. Well, I thank you for each one here today, for each family represented, for those who are traveling on the road. I pray for their safety. I pray for those who aren't able to be here for whatever reason. Father, we ask that you bless them. We ask that you would encourage them and bring us all back together as the body of Christ as we worship you. Father, we thank you and praise you for us in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's all stand. Thank you.